Unpopular opinion time. I think passion is overrated. Honestly, it took me years to figure out something that I could be passionate about. I felt what I was good at wasn't fun and I didn't love it, so maybe I didn't have a passion. And maybe it would come later in life and I should just be grateful to be good at something. Modern career advice lives around the fact that you should be following your passion and find your purpose. Sure, some people have a passion for their career and hunt their future jobs like lionesses, and they know exactly what they want and they're going to get it. However, for many other people, including myself, satisfaction and happiness in a career is about specific traits. One article I read from CNN noted that traits such as autonomy and a sense of competence provide a greater motivation and sense of success. They also found that so many people who ended up loving their jobs never even had that magical pre-existing passion. So do you follow your passions or do you follow your strengths? I would argue that following your strengths are far more important. Welcome to Candidly Creative, a bi-weekly podcast from Creatively Caitlin that focuses on open, honest conversations. If you like what you're here, follow me on Instagram at creatively underscore Caitlin, or head to my website, www.caitlinnorum.com. My parents were realists. They raised my brother and I with the ultimate goal of having strong, independent children. And we were certainly that, to the detriment of them, I'm sure, as we were very intelligent, willful children. <laughs> but they never pushed passion. We were taught that your career is what supports your passions. We were told to explore what would make you money, not what you love. Passions are saved for the hobbies, the things you do in your spare time, the things that your job pays to allow you to do. And don't get me wrong, I am so grateful for the morals, the sense of fortitude, and the strength that I was raised with. But the idea of following your passion was never involved and I'm not sure if I missed out or not but it is definitely a different perspective that I have. I learned that while you can have a passion from a young age there are only a few people who have the ability motivation and desire to turn that passion into something that you do for work and as I grew up I saw that people changed passions pretty much daily. It was a temporary pursuit I find that the advice of following your passions is a bad bet. There's a harsh reality that comes with it, and it often makes the excitement and love of what it was fail. Seeking that dream with these fantastical experiences and successes ignores the fact that most of the time, it's going to be hard work, soul-crushing, and exhausting. Work is hard, no matter what you do. That is why I push people to use their strengths to find their dreams. To me, it's similar to the Ikigai concept. The Ikigai concept is about finding your life's purpose through looking at what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. It makes this Venn diagram that's that's really intense and shows you where profession and vocation and passion live. And in the center of it all lives this Ikigai, your true soul's purpose. And the Ikigai model shows passion as a blend of what you're good at and what you love. It's not the entire point of the model, but I find it one of the most invaluable pieces of information. 
It's bringing in your strengths and areas of things that you love and what you can be paid for. So those are the two areas that we are blending together to make passion. Most people end up in this anxiety-ridden cycle of chronic job hopping, finding what seems like the perfect job that will encompass their passion, but finding out they're going to be unhappy with A, B, or C and seeking out better and better things. And it's this cycle that's just insane to me. The expectation of finding this workplace bliss is dangerous. I feel you can't set out to discover your passion or to have that dream job. Instead, you develop it. It's a longer road and more complicated than is preached, but it leads you somewhere I believe is much more satisfying. Jobs that actually provide you a chance to use your passions are not easy to find. These unicorn jobs require a sacrifice almost, a set of rare and extremely valuable traits that you offer up in return. And when you develop those rare and valuable skills, you become an asset. You're a unicorn yourself. From there, you can follow the standard career path that you're on and become super successful. Or you can veer off on your own. And that jump takes a specific kind of courage and bravery. And honestly, the acceptance of a difficult path ahead. Finding a way to monetize your passions means a huge amount of work. Failure, resets, responsibilities, etc., etc. And if that doesn't scare you off and it actually makes you feel more invigorated, that's fantastic. You might be the exception that can find a way to make your passion something that would support your entire life and make you really successful. That's amazing and I couldn't be more excited or more supportive. But I think my point here is that it's not about passion. It's about what you're good at and how you can use that to become passionate. You can become passionate about what you're doing because you've gained this amazing skill set and doing these things fulfills you and gives you that purpose. And my career path has precisely shown that. I started working in healthcare. I was a caregiver and then a CNA. I worked with a variety of groups, including independent living, assisted living, uh, the nursing home world. I worked in the disability world. It was a fantastic career. I grew up around healthcare things and it just made sense. That stuff didn't bug me. I didn't get grossed out. I cared about what was going on with these people. I understood these more complex medical things. And I just wanted to make sure that they had a very successful stay at the hospital or at the, or at the nursing home that they were at. I wanted to give them something to laugh about and have fun with. It was fun being that great aide that could help them do what they needed to do, but they could also just talk to and have a good time with. But eventually it became something where I noticed that, yes, my skill set lined up perfectly with that, but I didn't love the job. And when I realized that my lack of love of that job was starting to wear on me and cause more mental distress and make me start not caring as much about my patients, I knew it was time I had to switch. I was never going to be that person that was in a CNA field dealing with people who needed your help, but you couldn't provide the best help. I wanted to be the aide that I would want taking care of my grandparents and my parents. And eventually I became this person that couldn't give that kind of care. So I decided to go back to school and finish my MBA. I got a business degree because it made sense. Getting an MBA was the best path for my, my brain to process going forward. 
And I chose marketing because honestly, everything about marketing is exciting to me. I love the concept of using content and visuals and a style of approach that would convince someone that what your product is or your story is or what you have to offer is so important, so needed that they have to be a part of it. I love that concept in marketing. So when I graduated, I started seeking out companies that I might be able to work with. That's where I found my current company. I honestly pursued them like it was not, like it was the only job that I could possibly get. I was granted an, an interview finally, and then after the first interview, I got a second interview, and I was so excited, and I thought it went well, so I was pretty sure I was getting hired, and then nothing. So I would send weekly emails with different articles that I've, I've thought of and what I would do that would bring a new idea or a new approach to the company. And, oh, look what I found here, guys. It's so great. I pursued them like crazy. And eventually I was able to be brought onto the team as a receptionist. And I certainly wasn't passionate about reception work and admin work, but I wanted to get my foot in the door and I thought that was the only way. I had no experience. I worked in healthcare for 10 years. How was I going to prove that I could become a business or marketing mind when I've never done it for a career? So I stepped into this role and I basically worked my butt off to show that I was more than what they originally thought. I didn't have experience in digital media, but I sure was going to show them I'm going to learn everything I can, and I'm going to be absolutely vital to this team. So over the course of the six years that I've been with them, I've done everything from project management to vendor management, shipping and receiving, equipment and AV coordination. I've done QA. I've done design audits. I've done design myself. I've done social media. I have worked in every position aside from actual development because I cannot code for the life of me. And I like to say that I am that cog in the machine that whilst in there, you would have no clue. Like, that's great. The thing is functioning. It's fantastic. There's no need to be concerned. But as soon as you remove that cog and that person goes away, it's incredibly noticeable. That's always my goal. I want to be that cog where you may not notice me every day. You may not think I'm the most important person to be on the team every single day. But if I'm not in it, and I go away or I change jobs or whatever happens, it's noticeable. The amount of work and care and passion that I brought in just has a hole because I'm not a part of the team anymore. Did I think that I was ever going to become passionate about technology or equipment? (laughs) Never in my life. I hated math. I hated science. I hated all things tech. I was the person who like hung on to my old Nokia phone because I didn't really care about the newest gadgets. It's not my thing. I didn't care if my, I had a great computer as long as it could get me to the internet. And now it's a different feeling. It's, it's knowing how this technology functions, how it can enhance situations, how it can enhance stories and people's brands. I've suddenly obtained this passion that I wouldn't have even thought I could have had. And it's all because I sought out traits that would fulfill me. Traits that would make me feel passionate about my current role. And ultimately, I want everyone to know that passion's great. And if you have a passion that you're following or using it in your life, that is absolutely amazing. But if you're like me and so many others out there, it's okay not to have that immediate lifelong passion. 
It's okay not to know from birth what your purpose in life is. And it's okay to find what you're good at by trying jobs and gaining skills and learning all these traits. And maybe you're suddenly really passionate about that job. I fully want everyone to follow their strengths. And if it aligns into a passion, that's amazing. If you like what you hear on this podcast, head over to my website, www.caitlinnorm.com, and sign up for my creative circle. My creative circle gets notifications of new episodes of the podcast, new blogs, and information that I know you'll love. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay creative.